that passage is a great one, but we need some background. And so we got to go back to where God gave the Ten Commandments. And so I'm going to summarize that. Now, there's a lot of Bible translations out there, ESV, NIV. I'm going to use the IJV, the International Gym Version. Three months after God brings Israel out of Egypt, he brings Moses up on the mountain and says, hey, I'm going to have a meeting with you all, Israel. That's why I see IJV, y'all. You've got to prepare. You need to clean your clothes. You need to clean yourselves. You've got to abstain from having sex. And on the third day, I'm going to show up. And so Moses goes down and tells the people, and they're like, all right, we're game. And so the big day comes. God also warns them, don't even touch the mountain. If you touch the mountain, you must be killed. And you can't kill the person with your hands because you can't touch them. So use rocks or shoot them or something like that. And so the stage is set. So God shows up. A lot of people have this idea of the Ten Commandments that Moses went up the mountain, got the tablets, came down and says, okay, people, gather around. Here are our Ten Commandments. It's not how it happened. The assembly, the group of people, Israel, stand at the foot of the mountain, and God shows up. And it was pretty powerful and amazing. We have thunder, lightning, loud trumpet blasts. There's thick clouds. The mountain was wrapped in smoke because the Lord descended on it in fire. And the mountain trembled greatly. God showed up. And Israel's there. And then God shows up and he speaks. And he says, I am the Lord your God who brought you up out of Egypt, the land of slavery. And then gives, as you know, the commandments that we identify as the Ten Commandments. So God spoke the commandments to the people. And so these people got to see God's power. And you think, wow, that would have been amazing. I wish I could have been there to see that. So how do you think they took it? IJV, they had to go change their underwear. They were scared because they are seeing this and they are very afraid. And so they say to Moses, hey, Moses, you go talk to God. Come back and tell us what he says, and we'll listen to you. That's how scared they were. And so Moses goes up, and then he's there, and he's, that's where the tablets and all that are taken care of. But this whole account ties into that passage from Deuteronomy. Because as Moses is getting towards the end of his life, we read in that passage in Deuteronomy 18 that God says, Um, I will raise up for you to Israel a prophet like me, saying to Moses, from among you, your brothers, and to him you shall listen. Just as you desired of the Lord your God at Horeb on the day of the assembly when you said, let me not hear the voice of the Lord my God or see this great fire anymore, lest I die. And so right here, God gives a prophecy about a prophet, a great prophet. And for those of you who are interested in such things, We know as Christians that this points to Jesus Christ. It's also good for you to know that Muslims also use this verse and say that this verse is pointing to Muhammad. And so you're saying, how in the world do they get that? Well, I got nine minutes. I am not explaining it all to you. Google it. However, it's interesting to note, like, why do they say that? Well, we turn to the text for, well, what is a prophet? And in that particular text, it goes on to say that if someone 
predicts the future or prophesies and it comes true, good sign of a prophet. We also know that at the end of Deuteronomy, we have some more descriptions of the prophet. And the descriptions say that the prophet will know the Lord face to face. He will make known what I want to be known. And he will do miraculous signs. And so you look at those and Jesus fulfilled those all. Jesus predicted this. Perhaps you're familiar with this passage. Jesus began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and after three days rise again. He spoke plainly about this. And then what happens next? Peter rebukes him. And then Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. But Jesus told him, I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to be given up to the chief priests. They're going to kill me. But on the third day, I'm going to rise. And Peter's like, no. And we know that that happened. Did Jesus know God face to face? Well, whatever God, Jesus in many places say, I'm taking what God has shared with me to make known to you. And then finally, did Jesus do any miracles? Yeah, I can probably come up with a few. So that's why we Christians say this points to Jesus. So this whole passage is screaming Jesus. It brings us back to Israel being afraid to approach the mountain. Because after God gives the Ten Commandments, and this is something that just jumped at me. This is, again, this is Exodus 20. You can check this out on your own, but verse 21. It says, The people stood far off while Moses drew near to the thick darkness where God was. And what a description. The people were far off because they couldn't approach God because he is holy and they knew they weren't. In today's day and age, we make God this nice little character over here. We've tamed him. We've made him like a little bunny rabbit. Oh, how cute. God's over there. And we forget that God is all-powerful. He's King of kings and Lord of lords. And we forget the majesty of God. It's like earthquakes. I'm not afraid of earthquakes. I've grown up here my whole life. And every time an earthquake hits, I'm like, no big deal. It's an earthquake. Until the shaking goes past about five seconds. And then I start needing new underwear. Because it's like, then you start thinking, is this the one? Is this going to get worse? Is the roof going to come down? Should I run outside? Should I go under the table? I don't fit there anyway. That's not a good option. What am I going to do? And so that happens. And so when you're face to face with that power, you get scared. And so the people of Israel see God and they're far off because they're afraid. And wow, what a message for us that Jesus Christ is that ultimate prophet who stands between us and God, we're able to approach God with confidence because of what Jesus Christ has done for us as he predicted he would, that he'd be crucified and resurrected on the third day. If you feel far off from God today, you have lost sight of Jesus Christ. If you feel near to God, you've lost sight of Jesus Christ. Because if you're not in Christ, you can't approach And so this passage is very powerful for me personal because I see myself as far off so many times. But I know that in Christ, as you are in Christ, we can stand there with confidence for what he's done for us. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.